0: Minor league spring training starts next Tuesday. So, like we did for the National League yesterday, today we're going to look at the American League. We're going to look at each division, figure out where do the farm systems rank within the division, who's going to get some help this year, and which of these prospects are going to be on the MLB roster in 2025. Stay tuned. <laughs> You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And when you talk about the American League, uh, we're going to start with the American League East. Because it's got some of the better farm systems in the entire American League. The Tampa Bay Rays, the number two overall system, uh, <laughs> you know, despite promoting Wander Franco. So it's an incredibly deep system, top to bottom. I mean, you've got position players, you've got pitchers. You've got hitters. you just got guys at every level of the system. And you can see that in their minor league results. Tampa Bay's minor league system last year set a record for overall winning percentage of a minor league system in baseball history. I believe three of the affiliates won their championships and the fourth one lost in the final game. So, absolutely deep system. They've got five guys in the top 100 right now. And... And when you look at the pieces that you expect the, the 2025 roster to have, uh, you could possibly see nine guys from their farm system into the lineup for the Rays in 2025. So like looking around the infield, Curtis Mead is probably going to be your starting first baseman. Uh, Videl Brujan, the incredibly speedy Videl Brujan. We saw him get a cup of coffee last year, and there just wasn't a place to play him. I mean, there was so much talent that the Rays had. They just didn't have a place to put him, and they sent him back to the minor leagues. But incredibly speedy, has a good hit tool. I think he's going to be your starting second baseman relatively quickly. Uh, Wander Franco, obviously, already been promoted. He's not eligible. I'm not counting him when I say nine guys. But I do think because shortstop Taylor Walls uh, defensively is, is so good, I think you may end up moving Wander Franco to uh, – To third base. Either way, I still see that as something where Walls, Franco are both up. Uh, Xavier Edwards going to be in left field. Josh Lowe in center field. Greg Jones in right field. I mean, you can completely like you can easily see a a mechanism where you bring all of these guys up in the next few years, just simply because they're so good. And then when you look at the starting rotation, Shane McClanahan's still going to be there, Uh, but. There's four pitchers that you could see going from the farm to the starting rotation. And Tampa Bay still be in contention with a bunch of young pitchers. Shane Bods. People who listen to the show know I love Shane Bods. I think he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's technically still a rookie, even though he pitched in the playoffs last year. So, Shane Boss. Luis Petino is a guy who's going to be in the rotation probably. He's your number three behind McClanahan. Taj Bradley. J.J. Ghost, And then... Seth Johnson coming up in closing. I mean, nine possible additions to your big league roster for them being pitchers is huge. And when I'm looking at a farm system, what I want to do, like the way that I want to set up my farm system and build my big league team is I want homegrown pitchers. And then if I have position players, I want impact position players. They're not all going to be as good as Wander Franco, but... When I'm setting up a farm system and when I'm evaluating talent, it is so expensive to get good pitchers in free agency. And so I want a system like this that is bringing up multiple pitchers that can pitch at a high level. Shane Boss is a number one. There is no way Tampa would be able to afford a number one pitcher in free agency. But they're bringing him up to the minors, and it works out. Uh, you know, uh, Vidal Brujan has an elite Run tool I mean he is ab- he is speedy as heck he's a guy where same thing he has an elite tool if you're bringing up if you're working on position players you need them to have one elite carrying tool and I think Videl Bruhan does so nine possible promotions by 2025 for those being pitchers you have to absolutely love what the Rays do as far as player development as far as going out and getting talent it's a static system and then right there behind them it's the Baltimore Orioles uh you know it, and the Orioles, a team that have had a little bit of a different, uh, different outcome at the major league level, but they've been able to use some of these uh, high draft picks, bring in some top level talent. So they have a lot, they have a ton of talent in the system. They have the number one overall p- prospect in Adley Rutschman. And then they have what could be argued as one of, if not the best pitching prospects in baseball in Grayson Rodriguez. I mean, he's got the best slider and the best changeup in the entire system, probably the best control, too. And so when you're kind of looking at the Orioles, I mean, same thing. You may get nine additions to your starting lineup by 2025, and that's the Orioles' model right now. They're not spending a ton of money, but they're, they're getting high draft picks. They're bringing in elite talents. Obviously, Adley Rutschman's a guy who you are pretty confident is going to take over at catcher this season. Uh, will still be in the lineup in 25, But a Jordan Westberg at second base, a, a Kobe Mayo at third, Gunnar Henderson at short is a guy that I'm excited to watch. Uh, and then look at the outfield, Colton Cowser and left, Kyle Stowers and right. Like you have a lot of different places where you can plug in young prospects. And then when you look at the pitchers, I mean, four of these five starting rotation pitchers could be farm guys. Grayson Rodriguez, again, as your number one, the Orioles would not be able to afford a number one pitcher in free agency, but you can build one through the farm. D.L. Hall as your number two. Kyle Bradish as your number four. Bruce Zimmerman as your number five. Like you can bring in, multiple pitchers to this lineup in the next, or to this rotation in the next few years from the farm system. Uh, And then looking at the Red Sox, the Red Sox are a little bit of a different farm system there. I mean, I have them in that, that second tier, that, you know, 11 to 18 kind of area Uh, kind of right now as 11, I haven't re-ranked everybody in the last few weeks or so, but uh, number 11, really top heavy system, a lot of big hitters in this system. And so, you know, they had some encouraging seasons in, in um, 2021 from some guys. Uh, some of the top prospects have come in. And so you look at, you know, four guys in the top 100 and projecting out, they can probably have five promotions into their starting lineup by 2025. I mean, uh, the the duo of Tristan Cassis and Marcelo Meyer, I'm excited about them. Tristan Cassis probably at first base, Marcelo Meyer at short. That's something where, where Bobby Dahlbeck can move to DH. Eddie Martinez, I think, has this is his final season. So you can move Dahlbeck to DH simply because Tristan Cassis is such a good defender at first. But bringing in Tristan Cassis, bringing in uh, Marcelo Meyer. Looking at the outfield, you can not completely remake the outfield, but Nick York and left. Jaron Duran, still technically a prospect, uh, had some time, struggled a little bit last year, but bringing him up and having him in center. And then looking at your pitchers, this is where... I feel like if there's something you can fix about the Red Sox system is a little more depth all the way through, but rather than being so top heavy and a little bit more starting pitching prospects. I'm thinking about a Brian Bellow coming in as like a number four guy. And he's probably better than a number four guy. But if you look ahead of, ahead of him, assuming guys get re-signed, you're going to have Nathan Ivaldi, you're going to have Chris Sale, you're going to have Garrett Whitlock. It makes sense he'd be a number four. But that's the only guy as of now you can really project to crack that starting rotation. And so that's the thing. I mean, Brian Mata is going to be a closer for you probably, but you, you definitely want to look for some more starting pitchers of like an elite level to come up and fill in once Eovaldi and Chris sale are, are starting to lose effectiveness and moving on. Cause they'll be in the mid thirties by 2025. So again, good system kind of top heavy uh, contrast that with the Yankees. Okay. I've got the Yankees at 13. So kind of right behind the red Sox in that second tier and, think about this is a lot of position player talent a lot of pitching talent so three guys in the top 100 you know with between Dominguez and Volpe and uh and and Peraza and all that but when you look at who they might promote up you're looking at probably five guys joining the 2025 lineup from the farm system right now based off what they did last year so having to figure out that uh, shortstop third base thing between Volpe and Peraza. I think eventually you're going to have Peraza at short. You're going to have Volpe at third. Uh, that's just kind of a hunch I have based on having watched both the guys and seeing offensively and defensively where they fit best. Uh, Justin Dominguez in center. Now the thing is he's still really young and we know that uh, his physical fitness has been a question. He put on a little bit of weight, uh, lost some of his speed. And so I'm, I'm expecting expecting the hire of Rachel Balkovic to really kind of refocus him and get him back into the shape he needs to be in. But Jason Dominguez would be in center um, by 2025, and he'd only be 22, so you'd still have you know plenty of time for him to to finish maturing and become a finished product in the big leagues. Now, pitching wise, this is where I'm a little worried because I see like a Luke, a Luke, uh, Luis Gill as a number four starter, Hay- Hayden Wineske as a number five. And kind of obviously behind that big group of Garrett Cole and Luis Severino and Jordan Montgomery, but only bringing, you know, one or two pitchers into that starting rotation from the farm. So lots of pitching talent. I think their closer is going to come from the farm. Luis Medina is probably going to be the closer, but I would like to see more high level pitching prospects, you know, make a big bet on prep on prep pitchers and college pitchers and see who can pan out uh, so that you can start being ready for that next wave around Severino and Montgomery as they get older. Uh, the last system in this group, and, and I, they're not bad. They're still at the, they're at the bottom of that second tier, but it's the Blue Jays. I, I have them at 19 overall. And the thing with them, a lot of super young talent, like a lot of and IFAs and prep guys that have recent adds to the system. So super young. And part of that is they've promoted so many guys in the last few years. They got three in the top 100 right now. And when you look at the starting rotate or the lineup in 2025 and the starting rotation in 2025, there's probably only three or four spots to fit guys into it. So Gabriel Moreno, that top catching prospect, he's going to be your starting catcher. You're going to have a guy like an Aurelvis Martinez at third base. Um, you're going to have Alejandro Kirk, maybe your DH by then, or that may be something where George Springer's playing that instead, but. Looking at the pitching, this is where you're bringing in some talent. So, Gunnar Hogland, I love Gunnar Hogland. Watching him last year was great. I think because of the injury, he fell a bit in the draft. The Blue Jays were happy that he did. Um, Ricky Tiederman, uh, being your number five. I mean, you can get a lot worse at a number five than Ricky Teeterman. And so, Hogland and Teterman coming in the back end of that lineup behind a Manoa, behind a Nate Pearson, behind a Jose Barrios. I mean, you're really looking at, at, some good pitching talent coming in. But part of the reason you only we're only talking about four guys and two position players joining is because you've got so much young talent. You've got Vlad Guerrero. You've got Bo Bichette. And then you have all of these outfielders with Lords Guriel and George Springer and Teoscar Hernandez and everybody. There's just not a lot of places to put guys because you've got good talent. You've promoted a lot of guys recently. And like I said, good problem to have. And in just a minute... Talking about good problems to have with a lot of high-level talent, I do want to talk about the American League Central. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Uh, Built Bars are the only protein bars that taste like candy bars. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate. So they're not only good tasting, they're also good for you. If you're not a big fan of, of the bars, you know whether it's the texture or whatever it is, that's fine. They've got tons of other options. The Puffs are a big favorite. It's the first ever protein-infused marshmallow it's fluffy it's marshmallowy and then it's still covered 100% real chocolate so tons of flavors tons of variety out there if you like the the puffs you can get a churro you can get a coconut marshmallow banana cream pie lots of options there if you like the um if you like the bars again tons of options mint brownie coconut almond white chocolate cookies and cream cherry barcias. so go to built.com check out the list of the the regular flavors as well as the rotating flavors Uh, While you're there, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 at built.com. So when you look at the American League Central, another division that has a lot of of good farm systems, I mean, two in that first tier, two in that second tier, and then there's the White Sox, and we'll get to them in a minute. But uh, the Royals, really deep system, good balance between position players and pitchers and hitters. And if you've listened to this show for a while, you know I love me and Bobby Witt. I think Bobby Witt probably should have been the number one prospect in baseball. But when you pull up and you look at, you know, there's three guys right now in the top 100, including Bobby Witt, up, up I think number two overall. But when you look at this system and you try to project out to 2025, I could see eight guys from this system being in the Kansas City starting lineup. So looking, I mean, looking across the infield, you've got an MJ Melendez. At catcher, You've got Nick Prado at first base. You've got Nick Lofton at second base. Uh, you've got Bobby Witt at either third or short. And the question there is going to be what happens with Nicky Lopez. Because Nicky Lopez hadn't looked great until last year. Had a good year last year. So I'm operating off of the assumption. The last we saw was he was good. So if he has figured it out, I can see a scenario where Nicky Lopez plays short simply because you have other options at second and third. You don't want Nikki Lopez as your third baseman, but Bobby Witt could absolutely be your third baseman and crush. So that's where I'm putting him as of now. They'll figure that out. Uh, the outfield, you're kind of locked in with Ben Attendee and Michael Taylor. I do think Kyle Isbel probably breaks, that, uh, breaks into that rotation out there, probably manning your right field with his arm. Uh, Salvador Perez isn't going anywhere. I know I said MJ Melendez is catching. Salvador Perez can be your DH and can spend some time behind the dish as well. But then looking at your pitching staff, I mean, you've got, you know, an Alza Lacy can come up. Uh, Jackson Kowar can come up. And then you've already promoted some young guys recently because you've promoted Brady Singer. You've promoted Chris Bubik. So you've got a bunch of young pitchers. You could have all five of your starters 28 or younger in 2025 between the young guys you've already promoted and the young guys who are there. So love what the Royals are doing with the farm system and how that's going to impact the big league team. And on that same note, the Tigers... Love the elite talent in the Tiger system. A lot of really high, you know, three in the top 100, uh, two in the top 10. I mean, love that. I feel like it's a little bit shallow after you get past those guys. So I do want to see them go out and try to get some more, some more talent, kind of restock the system. But I mean, if you project out to 2025, you can easily see adding seven guys to this between the the rotation uh, and the starting lineup. So, Dylan Dingler at catcher. Spencer Torgelson's a guy I am very excited to watch. And the lockout means it's going to take a little longer for him to get to the MLB level. But really excited to watch Spencer Torkelson play, uh, play first base. Orion Creedler at second. A Gage Workman at third around Javi Baez at short. And then the outfield, Riley Green's going to be in right field. Um, you could pro- probably have Roberto Campos in left surrounding Nikhil Badu in center. And then the pitching staff, there's probably only one pitcher you're going to bring up and somebody like a Jackson Jobe. But the reason for that is because you've already brought up a lot of the young pitchers. You have brought up a Casey Mize, who's going to be your number one. You have brought up a Tarek Skubal. Uh, You've brought up a Matt Manning. And so, you know, kind of projecting forward because you've done that, you're probably only looking at adding one pitcher to that. Part of that is the pitchers you brought up are pretty good or have the potential to be really good. But same thing, love the elite talent here. I do think it's a little shallow. I need them to go ahead and bring in some more elite guys with elite tools uh, in the position player category and bring in some young catchers and see who works out and see who develops. Um, and when you talk about like systems that need elite talent, the Guardians are, are somebody, ton of depth, ton of depth in the system. Nobody's really elite. They've got five top 100 prospects. They're all in the back half. Of the top 100 because nobody has that glaringly elite tool. But you can still see a place to put five or six guys into your 2025 lineup uh from the farm system. So you look at a catcher, like a bow nailer, uh you know, at second base, Tyler Freeman's a guy I'm really excited to watch. Some um Brian Rocchio at short. You know, you bring in a guy like a George Valera and right. You know, and this is something where you're probably moving like a Fran mill Reyes to DH and things like that, and then the pitching staff, you could add a Daniel Espino at tw- um, as your number four pitcher. And part of the reason that you're only bringing up one pitcher is because you've got such great talents already up. You've got a Shane Bieber. You've got a Tristan McKenzie. You've got a Cal Quantrill. You've got an Aaron Savali. You've got good guys. Manuel Clay is one of my favorite relievers in baseball. I mean, the absolute flamethrower. So you've got good pitchings, good pitchers already. You know, add Daniel Espino into that and you have a really good one through five, probably challenging the Tigers for one of the best one through fives in the division. But, you know, same thing, just like a lot of depth, nobody's really elite. And so I do think you need elite tools from position players to get you over the hump and get you with playoffs and get you a world series championship. So that's something that Cleveland's got to work on. Um, and then talking about not having a lot of high-end talent, the Twins are a team. ton of pitchers, not a ton of high-end talent. They, they were able to restock some of their system after the deadline sell-off last year. when They dealt Jose Barrios to the Blue Jays and Nelson Cruz to the Rays. But you kind of look at what you're going to see here when you add to the lineup. A lot of, you know, five guys in the top 100. A lot of graduations you could make into the 2025 lineup. Um, a Royce Lewis, at short. Uh, a Jose Miranda at third base. Ryan Jeffers, obviously, is going to be your catcher. But um, Austin Martin in left field. You know, lots of guys you can bring in to surround Byron Buxton and Trevor Larnick in the outfield. And then you look at the pitching staff, a Chase Petty as your number four. A Simon Woods Richardson as your number five. You know, lots of guys. Duran as your closer. Lots of guys you can bring up. Uh, just one of those things where, not a lot of high-end position player talent. None of those guys you're going to call up have those glaringly ridiculous tools. And so something I definitely want to see the Twins prioritize is taking gambles on guys that look like they could be elite uh, and seeing if they develop. Because you do have young talent at the major league level. You've got you know, Manuel Sano, you've got Byron Buxton, you've got Alex you know, Kirilov, you've got guys up there. But find some great tools that can come around and surround them... Um, I- I didn't even think about Jordan Pazovic as your number one, but like plenty of guys you can promote. Um, but the opposite of that is the Chicago White Sox. And the Chicago White Sox, uh, no talent in the top 100, and they don't have a, you know, a ton of talent in this farm system, but really it's because of promotions. It's because they brought up so many guys. So like when I project out the 2025 lineup, like, okay, maybe you've got Colson Montgomery at second. Um, Maybe you've got Norhey Vera as your number four, number five starter. But the reason that it's so hard to f- find places to put guys is because you've got a lot of young talent at the major league level. You've got the, uh, I mean, you've got Tim Anderson. You've got Juan Moncada, Andrew Vaughn in your infield. Uh, Eloy Jimenez, Luis uh, Robert, Cespedes in, you Cespedes know, in your outfield. Jose Abreu is your DH by then. I mean, lots of talent in the infield and lots of young talent. You're, you're going to have... Very few lineup regulars, I think Tim Anderson would be the only guy over 30 in your 2025 lineup. And then looking at the pitching staff, yeah, you add a Norje Vera, maybe Garrett Crochet becomes your closer. But then to go with that, you've got a 30-year-old Lucas Giolito, You've got a 29-year-old Dylan Cease and a 29-year-old Michael Kopech. Like you've got good pitchers. And so you're not bringing up a ton of guys to add to that rotation because you've got good guys. Same thing with the lineup. You've brought in so many guys in the last few years. There's just not a lot of places to stick young guys. Now you really need to restock that system. And we talk about uh, divisions that need to restock systems. I want to get to the American league West in just a minute, but before I do today's episode is brought to you by our friends uh, at bet online football is over for the season, but basketball is in full steam, both pro and college hoops. Uh, College is getting ready for the, um, for the conference tournaments. And then obviously, you know um, the field of 64 and you know, the big tournament and everything there. So, From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, uh, futures, all of that, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting betting needs. And it is the best spot for your sports scores and news this season. It's obviously not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey or boxing or UFC. You know, a lot of the other mainstream sports right now. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Because BetOnline is where the game starts. And then... Last division is the American League West. And I can't figure out if my least favorite division as far as farm systems go is the American League West or the National League East. And two different styles, right? National League East has everybody's at the middle or farther down. Uh, American League West is an interesting dichotomy because you've got two top 10 farm systems and then three top, like, bottom four farm systems. So the Mariners. Uh, number one system in baseball right now. They've got upper-level pitching. They've got lower-level position players. And they've got some elite talents at the top, obviously um, behind Julio Rodriguez being, who has a case probably to be the most underrated prospect in baseball. So, uh, five guys in the top 100. And when you project out to what this rotation and this lineup is going to look like in 2025, Noel V. Marte can probably step in at third base. That would give you Ty France at first, Abraham Toro at second, uh, JP Crawford at short, Marte at third base. You've got Jared Kalinick in left field. You've got Julio Rodriguez in right field, uh, surrounding Kyle Lewis. Uh, Cal Raleigh is going to be your catcher, and you've probably got Mitch Haniger at DH because you want to get him in there somehow. Um, looking, I mean, you know, like you're like five total promotions because you look at the pitchers. Uh, obviously, you'll have a Robbie Ray still, a Logan Gilbert, a Chris Flexen, but you're adding into George Kirby and you're adding into Matt Brash, and I love Matt Brash. I have talked to some people about this. I think Matt Brash was a fantastic get by the Mariners, uh, kind of a, kind of a steal when they got him. And I think, I mean, I think he's a guy that I have him slotted into the number four right now, simply because Robbie Ray's a good pitcher, <laughs> Logan Gilbert's a good pitcher, George Kirby's a good pitcher. But I honestly do think that he probably could be better if everything finally comes together for him, that last little bit of improvement. But uh, bringing in a couple pitchers, bringing in. You know, five total guys into this lineup in the next few years from the farm system, you absolutely do love to see it. And then another system with high-level talent is the Rangers. Elite at the top, a lot of middle infielders, so you a lot of versatility there, and then a lot of young pitching that we're still waiting to see how they project out. But some guys that do have some elite tools. And I haven't re-rated the system since the Josh Young injury. I've still got him in here by 2025. I, I mean, It would have been this year, I think, if not for the labrum injury, uh, but when you kind of project out, you look at obviously you've got a Corey Seager and a Marcus Simeon, are mainstays in that lineup, and Nate is still going to be at first, but you've got Sam Huff at catcher. I've got Josh Young at third base. Uh, the outfield's like an Ezekiel Duran, kind of having to move him around, an Evan Carter in center, a Dustin Harrison, right? You're bringing in a bunch of guys. You're pretty much remaking your whole outfield uh, using either outfield prospects or converted middle infielders because you have so many middle infielders looking in the pitching rotation, John Gray is going to be your number one, I think, but Jack leader is really good. and can step right in as a number two Cole, Wynn, Owen white, all coming up from the farm and just being able to impact that big league get kind of giving you that middle of the rotation. The second, the, the number two, number three, and number four guys that if you can get a really good number four pitcher, I think that's something that helps you win a lot of series and can put you in playoff contention is having as having great depth at, in your rotation and the Royal, uh, the Rangers are absolutely a team that can do that. Um, After these two drops off pretty precipitously, I've got the, the A's, the Ashers and the angels at like 27, 28 and 29. Um, And they are probably all saying, thank goodness for the white Sox. Now they're all down here for different reasons, right? So the athletics are down here because they've had a lack of talent because of bad drafts and injuries, right? So when you kind of project, they've one guy in the top 100 right now, and that's Tyler Soderstrom, And then you, can, you kind of project out what they're going to be able to do in the next few years. You see three promotions on this team. And I'm doing all of this under the assumption that Matt Olsen and Matt Chapman are still there because they have not been traded. And so I am not going to go out and assume they've, they're traded and try to guess what guys would come into the system to replace them. So all of this has the giant caveat of, Olsen and Chapman haven't been traded. When those guys get moved, I think it's more of a when than an if. When those guys get moved, you're going to be able to add an influx of high-level talent to this system, and it's going to change this outlook. But as of right now, assuming they're still there, you've probably got three places where you can promote guys. You've got a, a Nick Allen at short. You've got a Zach Geloff at left. You've got Soderstrom probably in right simply because Sean Murphy's a really good catcher. And I uh, Soderstrom is athletic enough where you can move him some like you can move him out there. You don't necessarily have to uh, keep him behind the dish. You can move him to right field, and he will be successful. Take the Bryce Harper route. He was a catcher. Move him to the outfield. I'm not saying he's going to be Bryce Harper. Let me clarify. Not saying he's going to be Bryce Harper, but you can move him to the outfield under that same model. The starting rotation. I don't see a lot of guys from the farm breaking this rotation because again, I'm not projecting trades and or. You know, I'm not assuming trades in these projections. So I've got Frankie Montes, Sean Manea, James Caprillion, Cole Irvin, I've got them kind of locked in as that starting five. Obviously, it's Oakland. That's going to change. But for the sake of the projection, that's kind of where I have it. And the issue here with the A's is just a lack of talent because of bad drafts and injury. And you can contrast that to a team like the Astros that don't have a, a ton of, of talent, especially a lack of power arms in the system, but that's because they promoted guys. Um, they lost some draft picks because of the whole sign stealing thing. And then they've had a couple of guys struggle Uh Forrest Whitley, that didn't help him struggling like that, but um, they, they have a couple of position players debuting soon. And obviously they made two world series and won one of them. So it worked out and you'll take a bad farm system. If it gets you a world series winner or, or two appearances. So, Two guys in the top 100, and I see if you project forward, probably three or so promotions into this, you know, into this lineup and rotation by 2025. You've got a catcher in Corey Lee, you've got a, you know, a Joe Perez at first, you've got a Jeremy Pena at short. That would have happened this year, uh, if not for the lockout. I still think it'll happen after the lockout's over, simply because I don't think Correa comes back. He's a free agent, so I can't assume he's coming back in this exercise. Um, but then you're like, your pitching, you know, and so that would give you a bunch of lineup regulars that are under 30 with the exception of Bregman at 31 and Altuve would be at like mid thirties or something. Uh, pitching wise, you've got a lot of younger talent up there already. I mean, I don't see anybody on the farm right now supplementing, like, or su- supplanting some of these guys simply because there's so much elite talent already there. Lance a Lance McCullough, a Fran Valdez, who I love, a Luis Garcia, Christian Javier, uh, Jose Urquidy, like a lot of pitchers that I really like up there. And so I just don't see a, spell, uh, a guy good enough to, you know, to replace one of those five in the starting rotation. So not promoting a ton of guys, but that's kind of why. And then the Angels, I have them at 29th. And this is something where they've promoted a bunch of guys recently, um, but those guys have to improve. And they've made a lot of bets on young pitching. And I mentioned it earlier. I love going out and getting as many arms as possible for your farm system. You will always have places for them to pitch, places for them to start. The hit rate is so low on pitchers, and it's so expensive to get a good, a a great pitcher in free agency. You have to, it has to be a homegrown guy. You have to build them. And so you saw the 2021 draft, 20 of their pitchers, or all 20 of their picks were pitchers. The one thing I would disagree on, they went 19 uh, college pitchers and one prep pitcher, and that's because they know they need pitchers in the system. A college pitcher will get to the big league sooner. Uh, I do think you need to have a healthier mix, provided you have enough pitchers at the big league level, you need to have a healthier mix so that you can find some elite talents. But I understand in their situation why they did that. So one guy in the top 100, and I really only see about two promotions coming to the starting rotation and lineup in 2025 from the angels farm system. And it's Kyron Paris at second base kind of sliding in That's assuming Rendon's Rendon still at third, David Fletcher's at short, uh, Jared Walsh is at first. Um, And then looking at a guy like a Reed Detmers as your number two or number three pitcher um, behind Otani, obviously. And, and the bigger thing for the angels more so than promoting this talent from the farm is getting the recent promoted guys to perform better. Brandon Marsh, Joe Adele, need to have better seasons. Uh, Griffin Canyon and Patrick Sandoval in the rotation need to put it together and have better seasons. I've got Sandoval and Canyon as like my three and four in this system, or not system, in in this rotation, but that's something where I just need them to improve a bit. But in the meantime, the Angels just don't have a ton of uh, talent because they've graduated guys And the guys they graduated haven't necessarily performed up to expectations or where the Angels need them to be to get Mike Trout back into the gosh darn playoffs. So...